Welcome to Lessons in Life and Love with Rihanna Milne, where we show you how to have the positive mindset for success in all life areas. It's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2 Lessons in Life and Love. I am your host and global life and love coach, Rihanna Milne, coming to you every Friday from the LessonsInLifeAndLove.com podcast site and from my app, Lessons in Life and Love, on the go. I'm all about helping you transform your life in all areas, so it's a life that you're really passionate about, and to help you attract the love that you deserve. I'm on a mad mission to change the way the world loves, so you're going to learn all about how to have emotionally healthy, evolved, and conscious love, and how to avoid toxic, painful love that seems too prevalent today. It's time to create the life that you desire and to have the love that you deserve. So if at any time during the week you're struggling, do reach out to meet with me in private for one hour for a life and love transformation discovery session. Simply go to my website, rihannamilne.com to sign up for it there. And also while you're there, take advantage of the free love tests, my book chapter downloads, and more things that you'll enjoy. So let's dive in, love angels and transformers. Today, I have a really great friend and a wonderful guest, Reverend Heidi Alfrey, who is joining us to talk all about the law of abundance in your life and what type of difference it makes for your level of personal happiness. You'll learn about the correlation between happiness and money, how to get over the feeling of lack when it comes to having enough, and how taking a risk tends to make people the happiest when you're growing and achieving, and how being able to say yes to yourself and have the courage to take more risks actually makes you the most happiest. Welcome to the show, Reverend Heidi Alfrey. Welcome to the show, Heidi. How are you today? Brianna, I'm great, and I'm just so excited to talk about something that matters so much to me and I think to the world. Yes, and to Mm. me too. It's so important for my clients' healing, so I'm very anxious to get into this with you. But let me tell my wonderful audience who you are. This beautiful lady, his name's Heidi Alfrey. She's a unity minister and holds a master's in counseling. She combines these two philosophies in her spiritual therapeutic practice called Conscious Conversations. Heidi has guided hundreds of men and women into their authentic awesomeness. As a keynote speaker, Reverend Heidi brings audacious joy wherever she goes. She has a wicked sense of humor and a heart that engages her audiences immediately. Her ease in storytelling and her effortless grace in translating spiritual material into everyday life is a gift that lasts long after she leaves. And I also want to say on a personal note, Heidi is my instructor right now in the Law of Abundance class that I'm taking at CSL, which is a Center for Spiritual Living, where mm. I attend on Sundays and for her class. It's really great. And as I was sitting in the class and reading the book that she assigned, which I really love, I just said, you really need to be on my show and talk about this with our listeners. So thank you for taking the time. Ariana, thank you for this, I want to say this ministry you have of, of reaching people, reaching people's hearts. And this is truly how we recognize how valuable we are, is that we're not alone. And in the minute you walked into the class, I'm like, man, that girl's on fire. She's doing stuff. So <laughs> it's, it's really fun to recognize that we're not alone and that this whole journey of abundance that we're going to talk about is, is sort of noticing What's all around you that's working, that feels interesting, people that feel alive, like, oh, there's something going on here. We need to have this conversation. And so For sure. I'm for honored sure. to be here. 
Great. So we're going to hit today on the art of abundance. There's so many topics we could talk about. But I know when I work with people of childhood and love trauma, when they have grown Mm. up with these childhood wounds that aren't yet healed, they often have a very large sense of lack. Where, in your opinion, does this come from? And how do people start eliminating this feeling from their lives? It's really the conversation I think people want to avoid because it's like the journey into abundance or even into love looks at where we don't believe it is real. We don't believe love is real or abundance is real. And so the conversation is, how is it that I'm perceiving the world? How abundant do I feel? And I really enjoy, of course, the quotes from so many great souls. And one of them is Eric Butterworth. And he says, uh, prosperity is a way of thinking and living and not just having money or things. And poverty is a way of living and thinking and not just having just a lack of money. It has so much to do, Rihanna, as you discussed also, um, how we started to perceive the world around our value. And our connection to that feeling of creativity and aliveness and worth inside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. But most of us grew up in the sense of, I have to do something to be valuable. I have to buy something to feel good. I have to change something about myself to be lovable. And that kind of thinking is always not only a separation from one's spirit, but it is the beginning of lack consciousness. Right. of a sense of striving. And that's what, when we've been looking at the book, The Art of Abundance, we know that art is something, again, that comes from within. It's a creation when we have a painting, certainly on a wall, but your business, my business, our lives are about creativity and tapping into that place. You're right that when people have been told you need to either do this for money or perhaps women need to do this to be real or valuable, or men need to do this. When we get stuck in these roles is where our creativity gets dimmed. And when we live like that for a lifestyle, we wonder why we will have very negative conversations around uh, money or a sense of freedom in life. Yeah. I mean, it comes from the original childhood wounds where you didn't feel good enough, whether You were being bullied at school or put down or even from your parents, your home, your family of origin, even a sibling who might have bullied you and been difficult with you. Those messages go unconscious and trauma stays stored in the brain and the body. And it's very important to go through a healing process Mm -hmm. as well as lifelong education, right, Heidi, to keep reminding ourselves the world is abundant and we have to always visit those negative lack messages in our heads and correct them to make sure that we're feeling good about ourselves, good about life and processing it on a regular basis. Well, you're right. I was also reading, I believe it was Young who'd said that the life is always allowing the unconscious to become conscious. Mm -hmm. And our inability to do that will be that we will just call life fate this is how it always is for me. And and I've always had this kind of drama in relationship or with money or with work or with health. And so coming together, that's why I know your work and my work and the work of healing on the planet is so important because we have to realize, number one, we're not alone. There's no one that came from a completely healthy family. That's right. And our parents weren't raised in completely healthy families. And there's challenges with religion and culture and all the things that tell you you have to be something other than who you are. We have to see those places and we have to be willing to look at the pain 
of the lie, really, the pain of the lie to allow truth to become, oh my gosh, it's kind of like that old commercial, I could have had a V8, you know, <laughs> I could have lived this life, I just didn't know it was even possible for me. When yeah. we get together, I know communities to me, spiritual communities are so important. I guess 40 years ago when I started my awakening journey, and it was through recovery from addiction, alcoholism, and the denial of that. I always thought if you had a drink, and of course everything was going to be better, it certainly <laughs> felt better momentarily. There was something about the 20 drinks and getting arrested with drinking and driving that kind of distorted that truth. Yes. But it was what happened as my unconscious became conscious, I was put into situations where I was around a lot of people that were sober, number one, and and then number two, I was drawn into these spiritual communities like Center for Spiritual Living, where people come in not saying I'm perfect and I'm better than you or I'm worse than you. It's sort of, we're all healing together. It sort of makes a lot of people on the planet interesting then. I'm learning from everyone, and, but it's always inside of me. It really gets to be such a sort of magical and curious experience rather than everyone's difficult or life is hard. Why do you think so many people feel that there's not enough, or right. not enough money or not enough love or the biggest ones I think that I deal with, you know, that whole lack mentality? Yes, right. And again, we are surrounded often in our upbringing. If you were raised in a religion that said you were a sinner or that you were broken, if you were raised in a family, and again, I don't know anyone that wasn't, where <laughs> you sort of had to do something that, oh, you're a good person, if you're a good girl, good boy, if you do it this, and you're yeah. bad boy, bad girl. Value is not about you as a soul. It's really about you as a person that's doing something. So what we're learning in abundance is a sense of beingness rather than the sense of doingness. And it isn't that you don't get anything done, but when you're doing something, it comes from a sense of aliveness rather than a sense of obligation. There's been extraordinary experiences uh, with friends, but certainly with my family, when I've decided not to do something that they've always done. I remember when I found these communities at like Center for Spiritual Living in Unity, I was raised in a more traditional faith, and my mom was heading to her place that she always goes, a more traditional Christian environment. And I just said to her at that moment, I'm going to go over to Unity. And I thought the whole world was going to fall apart. But she said to me, well, we'll see you at brunch after church. And I thought, well, there you go. It was the power <laughs> of my clarity that I knew following her to something that worked for her but didn't work for me was not going to bring us any joy in that relationship. Right. I could find that clarity and that power, which I did outside of the family, because we're really selecting a family of choice rather than a biological family. And then I came back into that system with a sense of honor for her, but also honor for myself. The conversation was one of honesty. Uh, with my being honest with myself and her being honest with herself. Most people of childhood trauma have a high need for safety. So they stay with what they know instead of risking. And you I think correct. if you take a smart, calculated risk and you find it works, then you do another one and another right. one. It's like, this works. This is part of building the power within yourself and, and taking those risks and say, I'm still safe and yet I'm growing. This is phenomenal. This is transformation. Wow. All of us have some origin of pain story. So I always say, if you take your pain and make it your passion and your purpose, then you turn around and you transform your pain into something powerful. Yeah, um, this is a, another big piece is the risk. 
always about risk. When we look at our teachers, whether it was Jesus or Buddha, or even some of our leaders of this country that really needed to risk sort of maybe not being popular. It can feel radical at some point, but often it's not that radical just to choose the friends that really feel good to you or the career that really matters to you. And if people can't accept you, it is truly their own lack of acceptance of themselves. That's true. Yes, I like that comment. It is so true. And I love what you said, though, about we have to look back and go, look at the risk I took and it worked out. Yeah. And what was the result? I felt better about myself. And then even if it doesn't work out, it's like, what am I to learn from this? Maybe if I try it this way instead of that way. Once you have a mindset for success, which I teach, you never look at this was a failure. This was a growing experience, you know, and what can I learn from this and move on? Now, for you, how would you define abundance and success? I love the question because I think the longer I live, the more fun it gets. And abundance today for me is to notice what somehow I have forgotten to notice, whether it is this beautiful planet, the the plants, nature that is always growing and ongoing, oceans and spaciousness uh, that is abundance that has been given to me. I really feel that this world, we have been, it's been given to us. We are provided for. When I even say it, I feel the cells going, yes, yes. Because as you see, children are having a good time. They don't mm-hmm. care what color the skin is. They are just, they don't right. really, they're always giving each other each other's stuff. They don't have any attachment. <laughs> and then somehow when we're taught by fear, our world becomes very small and we become the hoarder of, I don't have enough to share. I don't have enough. So abundance is the ability to see really what is true rather than what is not. Then success is purely that. Success is the connection with the soul. Success is nothing outside of us. We can enjoy these things and everyone will have different needs or different choices, let's say. Mm -hmm. We see some of our most profound spiritual teachers were truly renunciants because the ability to deal with material things is a lot of responsibility. And so how do you stay in the balance of the outer and the inner? We know the scripture from a long time ago was easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to experience a sense of heaven. And that only means metaphysically that to deal with material wealth is a massive sense of responsibility that because you don't want to get lost in it. Mm-hmm. We know we see so many examples of Howard Hughes that had so many things and was a such a sad, reclusive soul. Yes, it was sad in mm-hmm. the end. I think a lot of success is really finding your purpose for being here and living that purpose in some way. Yes. In, in our journeys, like appreciating the journeys, not being angry, not staying the victim, not carrying it forward, but learning from it and then turning around and making a difference with those lessons that you've learned. To me, that's success. Helping another. So whether it's a person, an animal, or earth, just helping, contributing, that makes you feel worthy and successful. It's not the material things you can buy, although many people, especially in the United States, would define success as that. It's living the life that you dream of and feeling that purpose-filled life here on earth. That's how I do it. Absolutely, absolutely, Rihanna. And I don't want to ever knock financial prosperity. I love to travel. I'm going to get my hair done. You know, I'm going to get, I'm going to do whatever. So the thing is, I know it doesn't define me. I can travel within my own mind if I'm not going to take a trip. But the point is that it's never about making anything wrong in the sense of 
what allows you to enjoy your life, but nothing defines you from the outside. Right. So a lot of the work with abundance is the visioning, is how much money is it that allows you to have the life you want to have? And how can you connect with your own value with that? Because most people undervalue themselves. They under earn, yes. they charge to charge what you really need to value the energy you're putting out for the work that you do is another level of prosperity that we all want to connect right. into it. So it's not about feeling I don't deserve at all. It is truth of oneself is what will sustain me in the life that I value. The life that you value. So the relationship between happiness and money comes from, how would you define that? It really comes from your own sense of clarity with yourself. Where do you want to live? People like to live in small places. They like to live in large places. They like like to live with light. They like to live with water or whatever the thing is. I love the saying, I used to have a bumper sticker that said, clarity is power. Mm. That it is really your responsibility. And we've talked about accountability to say, who am I and what matters to me? And what do I want to create? Because the universe has got our back, right? We are Mm -hmm. connected to everything. So our clarity will create it. But most of us walk around going, oh, you know, that didn't work. And or I, you know, all day, you know, you wake up, you have to look at the first thoughts. It's, if somebody talked to you the way you talk to yourself, you'd be like, get out of my life. What are you doing? It's a real um, connection with your own joy, sort of a childlike wonder and what it is that you would like to have in your life. It will come to pass. I think a big part of it too is having that sense of gratitude. My clients learn to do 15 minutes of meditation every day and it involves gratitude, prayer. Thank you, God, for what I already have. And Mm. it's the simplest things, our health, or my children, my grandchildren, our safety, our home, the ability to work the jobs that we love. It's the simple gratitude of everyday life. When you feel grateful about everything you do have, the law of abundance says more will come. Having that feeling of being very grateful and that is happiness when you think about it. You know, when people do lose their homes in a storm, the first thing mm-hmm. they want are my kids okay, right? So let's oh. get to the basics of being grateful about the simple but most important things in our lives, right? We are so. beautiful. Hi, singles. Are you really ready to have a love relationship? If you're not sure, it's time for you to take the love test. Couples, you're in an exclusive relationship. Do you or your partners have any of the red flags you should be concerned about? Do you think you or they have childhood trauma? Go to rihannamilne.com and do the free love tests. There are tests there for both singles and couples. If you have any concerns after taking those tests and reviewing the answers, then sign up for a Life and Love Transformation Discovery Session and Assessment. This is a one-hour private session with me where I go over your love tests and get to the bottom of where you're stuck and what the next best move would be to get you on your way to having that life that you desire and the love that you deserve. It's time to learn how to move forward to reach all your goals and dreams. Go to RihannaMilne.com, my website, and sign up for the free love test or simply just directly go to the Life and Love Transformation Discovery Session tab. And I look forward to meeting with you to see how I can help you best. You said something that I think is how it stays in the flow is service. Really this ability to connect with one another, to realize it's not an obligation, it's an honor. 
to really be in service. It's not only the giving, it's really also the receiving. Is that the law of circulation? It's the law of circulation. It is, again, it will bust you out of that sense of a lack and restriction is we always can smile. We always can hold a door. Right. We always can just pay attention. I mean, I really am committed to picking up trash when I'm walking around. Some of my friends, they'll be like, Heidi, that's disgusting. I'm just like, <laughs> it's my planet. I'm going to clean it up. Good and for you. I do it for my own just noticing how I can just walk by things and not pay attention. But then the other piece of service that I think is what we're working with with the Center for Spiritual Living this month is receiving. Mm-hmm. When someone wants to take you out to lunch, when someone wants to offer you a service, our sort of ability to say yes to that. It's a wonderful way, the law of circulation, but we know that when one can have that sense of getting out of self-preservation and get into service, the shift in consciousness is immediate. That's true. I mean, a lot of people saying I'm the victim, but feeling the victim, you know, things happen. When I came home from LA from a wonderful trip, visiting my daughter and grandson, you go to start my main computer Monday morning and it just decides to crash on me. And of course I have 110 things to do. And right away I say, what can I do? Not what can I do? I can call and I can get this into service and I can let the people know I may not get it back by Tuesday or Wednesday. And right away going into the empowerment thought process, the mindset of success, of abundance. There's options. There's other things I can do. I have this year old apple. I can pull it out and see if I can figure it out. That always thinking, what can I do will help you feel that there's always answers. There's always abundance. There's never lack. There's always a solution. There's always a way, right? So true. And I guess I really want to leave the listeners with the thought. There's always someone to talk to though. I always laugh with my friends and say, thank God we don't all have a bad day on the same day. Because I think the tendency is when these things happen and technology, it's, oh my gosh, it's just rife with things that can go wrong. (laughs) I know. But that we have people that we can call and just go, ugh. This was tough today. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Right. Right. Reach out. Just to be heard. Do you have 15 minutes to listen to me? Just download a bit. I'm going to listen to you and you need to call me. And to realize that we, we don't need to be perfect. We don't need to be all figured out. Really sort of a relaxing into the love that is all around us. And I don't know, when I call somebody, they're always saying, thank you for calling me. I really wanted yeah, to hear from you. Nice. And there's always somebody there that really cares. It's yes. amazing. One thing I love about CSL, again, that's Center for Spiritual Living on Commercial in Dixie Highway in Fort Lauderdale, where I attend. Reverend Heidi is a minister there, and Dr. Chris is one of the leaders as well. And right away, I felt welcome. Hi, you're new. Who are you? And it's like, I found my people. You know, wow. I knew in 10 minutes. Everyone was nice and sharing from the heart. And from that, I'm grateful. Who are the people that make you feel happy, abundant, positive, be around those people. And if Mm. you don't have them in your world now, really analyze who are the people I surround myself with? Are they all negative and complaining? Are Mm. they all fear-based? Or are they happy and taking risks and growing and living large? Ask yourself that question. You can start today. 
who can I meet that's more positive? Where can I share my time that I feel more loved and accepted and cheered on for the things that I'm trying to do in life? It's funny. Many of my people say, well, my friends support me, but my family say, no way are you going to do that. You, know? you mentioned we choose our family as we get older, right? We the do. That and, believe in us. In the work that I do with people, your family is sort of your greatest test. So get really loved up. Before you present anything, I always have everything very clear. Nowadays, my mom, my, my dad has passed. They, but for years, they kept going, how did that work out for her? She didn't have a 30-year plan. She moved to Maui. Before I left, I said, listen, guys, I'm going to do this because I know it's going to work for me. And I want you to think of me as happy and prosperous and having a great time. I was off to do a wedding business on Maui. I yeah. don't want you to think of me as falling off a cliff and everything's awful. And they looked at me. I said, can you do that? And they went, they just stared at me a little bit because I think their job as parents, and I think so many parents do, and is that their job loving me is worrying about me. And so I presented them with another thought, you know, just think of me as being wildly successful. They're like, oh, okay. And of course, I, when I was there for a few years, they came to visit me and they said, we have no idea how this works out for you every time. And I said, because the universe has my back. And, you know, they still look at me like, you know, how did we get this woo-woo girl in our lives? I know this is Rihanna to me, another important part. I became my parents' teacher. They were in the awe. The circle of life, Heidi. Yeah. And so, we're the next yeah. level of consciousness. In our young, probably wounded stage, we can think our parents were there to please them. But what we're really here to do is honor who they were and the level right. of consciousness that they had. And you have to work with anger or frustration around that. You do, you have to often. But then the next level is... I'm here to perhaps teach them if they want to learn something. It's my really coming into those relationships with my family in a way of a lot of compassion and knowing that they are all suffering, and unless the ones that have actually done some healing and some, some work. work. Well, so the research shows childhood trauma goes through three generations. Thank, yes. And our yes. role as parents, my daughters now are 35 and 36, soon to jump up another year. They have become so, so successful. And that was my job to launch my kids to be independent, risk takers, change and grow. I mean, Alexi was parting water wells in Africa at the age of 20. Oh, you know, and I'm reading her bio because she's going to be on and said, I didn't even know that you were Forbes top 11 women entrepreneurs. When did that happen? Oh, and you didn't even tell me, you know, and she's got all these accolades. And I'm like, I did my job. My role when I teach people who are parents is to raise your children with this mindset of success of abundance. Don't let them hear the words that there's not enough. Mm. There's not enough money for you to do that. Learn to teach them to say yes to themselves. Yes, take that risk. Plan it out. Well, what's your plan B? What's the worst that could happen? It doesn't work. You do this. So what? Make it easier for them to risk and think about all that they are grateful for and that there's abundance all around them every day. Us living in Florida, we have the abundance of this beautiful nature and paradise mm, all mm. the time. And I'm always grateful. I open up the window. It's like, thank you for another beautiful sunny day here. You know, it's just gorgeous. So, I mean, when it comes down, who's the happiest people? What is that in your opinion, Heidi? What do you think? Well, I say you're one of them. <laughs> thank you. Of course, happiness is a moment by moment experience, right? Yes. I think we want to finish something and go, I'm happy forever. And happiest people is the ability to be in the moment, to open the window and say, look at this life. Like you'd said, it's gratitude. It is noticing what is. It is also loving even the pain, the sadness, the ability to 
say, this is my journey and I am sort of taking off what doesn't work. And happiness is always at the core. It's always right after. You see, sometimes you'll cry and after that you start laughing because Mm -hmm. it's a freedom of embracing this now moment and knowing now is enough. And if I can be sort of present enough and now my decisions in the future will be so aligned with my truth. Yeah, Mm. I I agree. I agree with that. To create the courage to take the risk to follow your dreams, what summary of wisdom would you have for our clients? Mm. You know, it's a tool belt of things, right? Mm -hmm. You've talked about a lot of them. I know for me, quiet time is so valuable. I actually spend at least a week, a year in complete silence. I go out to a, a Buddhist place and do that. Ah. Nobody believes I do this because they go, you can't be quiet for a week. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. But, um, but so quiet on a regular basis is really valuable. Um, having wonderfully supportive friends and you will find them. If you're willing to have those connections in your life, the right people will show up at communities such like Center for Spiritual Living, Unity Communities. Unity. But it also can be yoga and places mm-hmm. where consciousness is happening. I think that journaling is a wonderful tool. It's another way to sort of move energy. I think finding coaches and and therapists are big help for folks. And then, of course, the connection with our bodies, movement, exercise, the sense of your own love for your body, whatever shape, size, whatever's going on. And then that whole place of, as you said, you're convinced through all that, what starts to happen is you do become your own best friend. It sort of blows your mind. Wow, I am here and who I am without needing to exert anything brings value to this world. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I love Tony Robbins saying, if you're not growing, you're dying. (laughs) Another one of the masters, one of his three days events. They're wonderful. And reading, of course, for people that are listening to these beautiful podcasts. It's really just staying connected. Yes. And because life always happens and it does get hard, you know, feeding your mind, you know, picture it like flowers and what are you feeding it? You have to feed it lessons from reading from the masters and the podcast and your meditation every day, the quiet time every day to get centered and to talk to yourself about your goals, your dreams, what's next, what's my next challenge. And that keeps life exciting. You don't need the outside world to provide that excitement. You can do it for yourself. And when you're living this excited, happy life, guess what? It's contagious. People feel your aura. They want to be around you. And this is then it happens for love because you're easier to attract love into your life because people want to be around that energy. You're a magnet. <laughs> totally. And the other thing I forgot, I'm, of course, I'm not surprised I forgot it, is you got to rest. Yes, you your sleep and yes. your diet. It's all holistic. And, and, and a day off. And I'm always nervous when somebody, honey, what's your day off? It's like, uh, you know, so I, so I try to take it. I used right. to have a friend and I did it for a while. She would unplug for a day, a week, completely unplug. And I thought that's one of my goals is to really feel that I am valuable enough for that. The world is not going to fall apart if I take that's a right. day. I, I actually was silent for a month once. It was amazing. But the hardest thing of it, 
I don't think the world can go on without me for a month. <laughs> How can that happen? Your ego, all valuable. And I do want to say the other thing that I'm doing and I'm loving it is that I'm taking folks on a cruise. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about yes. this upcoming project. So give us yes. all the details. Yes, well, it's kind of all the things talked about with um, quiet time and connecting with uh, like-minded people and also having an adventure. I think getting out of our homes and our routines is so valuable. Yes. And so I did this around uh, three years ago. It's a group called Spirit at Sea. And it's a very simple trip out of Port Everglades, Fort Lauderdale. And we're stopping three places, Bahamas, Dominican Republic, and the uh, Grand Turk and Key West. But everybody's like, okay, Heidi, Key West, whatever. I so, love Key uh, West. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be but, my highlight. Yes. Yeah, so we have about 70 people right now from spiritual centers all over the U.S. And it is a wonderful time to be with like-minded people. But then the days at sea, we have talks by, I'll be one of the speakers, but other ministers. We have some wonderful music. It's an easy vacation. It's a very inexpensive vacation for a week for sure. And if you could email me, it's revheidealfrey at gmail.com. Yes. And, and uh, I'll spell that H-E-I-D-I-A-L-F-R-E-Y. And in the video portion of this interview, you'll be able to see the links. Heidi's website, you should know as well. It is her name, www.heidi, Alfrey, A-L-F-R-E-Y.com. Cruise is January 5th through the 12th of 2020. So sign up now before it is sold out. I find when you say yes to yourself, your world becomes abundant. And today's lesson was all about abundance. So say yes more, risk more, enjoy life more, and don't be afraid. Just go for it. And Heidi, what are your final words on abundance? I always like to say, relax into your greatness and know that the universe has your back. You're not alone. No one was born, as I say, to suck air and have problems. That really is not our life mission. (laughs) And I find that almost the sillier you can be around it to get into that childlike wonder, to spend time with uh, pets and nature and friends that make you laugh. That intuitive knowing will continue to show up. You'll be guided on every step of your journey And you will recognize that you're here. The world cannot happen without you and your awakening. That's beautiful. Thank you again for sharing your time with us at Lessons in Life and Love. I wish you a very blessed day. I'm going to see you tonight in class in Fort Lauderdale. Um, I thank you for those valuable lessons you've been teaching me and as the minister at CSL. And if anybody walks into CSL, just say Rihanna and Heidi sent you. Everybody (laughs) is always welcome there. It's an honor, really. I've been blessed to encounter you on my life path. This is fantastic. Thank you. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Okay, love angels and transformers. That's all we have time for today. Again, I want to thank my good friend, Reverend Heidi Alfrey, for joining us on today's show. I appreciate you sharing the love and the mission of changing the way the world loves by simply sharing this show link with your friends and family and those that you love and care for. If at any time during the week you're struggling, do reach out to me for a life and love transformation discovery session at rihannamilne.com. Please take a moment to subscribe and give the show a five-star rating and leave a comment about what you liked about the show. You can hear this show and all the archives at LessonsInLifeAndLove.com. Remember, you can also get the free ebook on childhood trauma at HaveTheLoveYouDeserve.com. That's HaveTheLoveYouDeserve.com. 
And single ladies, don't forget to sign up for the big event, the six-hour free coaching VIP event with me on Saturday, September 28th at 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Simply go to my website, rihannamilne.com, and scroll down. There will be a link for you there to sign up. I look forward to meeting you in the workshop. And as always, I am here to help you have that life that you desire and the love that you deserve. Have a beautiful and fabulous, blessed and abundant week. We want to thank you for joining us on this episode of Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. Go to RihannaMilne.com for more resources. If you're really ready to take action to improve your life or love situation, apply now for a session with Rihanna. And remember, it's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve.